48K News. It's one o'clock on Benche. The headlines. U.S. legislation to back Hong Kong's democratic freedoms moves closer to becoming law in Washington. A public administration expert questions whether tonight's dialogue session with the chief executive will be representative of the broader population. And the government posts land resumption notices across villages in the Northeast New Territories development plan, but some locals aren't happy. A U.S. bill written to support democratic freedoms in Hong Kong has moved a step closer to becoming law after receiving approval from two congressional committees. Priscilla Lippen reports. The Hong Kong Human Rights and Democracy Act of 2019, which would require annual assessments of whether the SAR is sufficiently autonomous from Beijing to justify its unique treatment under U.S. law, moved through the Senate Foreign Relations Committee and the House Foreign Affairs Committee, setting the stage for floor votes in both chambers in the coming weeks. Beijing has strongly objected to the bill, which also calls for sanctions on officials responsible for abducting and torturing human rights activists in Hong Kong. In a statement, the foreign ministry called on Washington to stop interfering in China's internal affairs, saying Beijing will fight back against any U.S. actions that harm the country's national interest. The Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office also accused Washington of adding fuel to the fire by supporting violent protesters, saying it must also be in the U.S.'s interest for peace to be restored in the SAR. A public administration expert from the Chinese University has expressed concern that the views gathered from members of the public at the first dialogue session with the chief executive Carrie Lam tonight will not be representative of the people of Hong Kong. Professor Wilson Wong believes that those who attend will probably be more moderate members of society rather than frontline protesters. He says the government needs to communicate with protesters to end the crisis. And to do that, Professor Wong says the government needs to show Hong Kong people that it's really listening by reconsidering the setting up of an independent inquiry. I think it is more about the government taking the first step. I think the more radical protesters are not willing to listen to the government or to get in touch with the government because they didn't see the government taking any step to try to resolve the uh, protest more peacefully. So I believe if the government is willing to take some initial steps, uh, more and more people, including some of the members of the radical protesters, will be willing to join the session and to have heart-to-heart dialogue with the government. Baptist University says it's set up a monitoring platform for the district council elections in November. Citizens are invited to report any malpractice, including vote rigging and unfair promotion campaigns, which will then be investigated and analyzed. Dr. Kenneth Chan, a politics scholar from the university, said it's important to have an independent election watchdog, given the general distrust of the government. He says they've also written to the Electoral Affairs Commission, asking about the criteria for disqualifying candidates in the upcoming election. If there are no clear criteria, if the power to qualify or disqualify prospective candidates are being exercised in an arbitrary manner, then of course it is a very, very strong piece of evidence suggesting that the upcoming district council election would be seen as unfairly conducted. And that of course would undermine the overall outcome and perceptions of the integrity of the district council election. 
An investigation by the local news agency Factwire has found that the police set up a direct private internet line linking the SAR headquarters with the Shenzhen courtroom last month. The police said the service, which will run for a year, was installed for a person arrested on the mainland to remotely provide evidence in a drug trafficking case here, and it would be removed after the trial. The case is being tried at the West Kowloon Court. But Factwire noted that the court has multiple courtrooms with video conferencing facilities. Democratic Party lawmaker James Toe says he finds the police's explanation hard to accept. There's no need for an intervention point, whether in police station or the police headquarters. And further, I think it is even more dangerous if the court is not satisfied that the overseas witness testify there is any midway transmission to certain place. I think that is certainly not a fair procedure or a due process of law. A construction worker accused of vandalizing the office of probe-aging lawmaker Junius Ho has been released on bail pending further investigation. The 31-year-old defendant was charged with criminal damage for allegedly shattering the glass panels at Mr. Ho's office in Chinwan, a day after the July 21st Yunlong attacks. No plea was taken at the Shatin magistracy, and the case has been adjourned until November 21st. The Chinese university says it will take stern action against criminal damage on campus. It was commenting after posters and graffiti supporting the protests appeared overnight. It says university facilities were damaged by the incident, particularly the university mall. It says students have designated areas to express their views, and the latest incident ignores the rights of other campus users. The government has posted land resumption notices across villages in the Northeast New Territories development plan. Officials are to take back nearly 70 hectares of private land in Kutong North and Fanling North for development. Villagers will have to move out from the first half of next year until late 2022. But an affected villager in but an affected villager in Ma Shi Po, Becky Ao, says that if it's up to them, she and a few others want to stay. That's partly because the farmland that they they're being offered for relocation is remote and lacks facilities. The land are without any infrastructure that we need and without a community. Some of the sites are just like a idle land for a long time. It's very hard for us to start farming again. And the main point is our government don't allow the farmers to build their house on the farmland, to live on the farmland. The founder of Centerline Property, Shi Wing Cheng, says he believes the 3 million square feet of land donated by New World Development won't have any significant impact on the SAR's land shortage. He also doesn't think that New World Development's action will pressure other developers to donate land. Mr. Shi says he believes the donation is really an attempt by New World Development to show greater social responsibility and has nothing to do with recent calls to use the land resumption ordinance to develop idle private land. The government, if they want to resume the land, they won't consider whether you have donated anything or not. And on the other hand, it's only one developer has donated the land, but the policy will apply to all the land developers. So I don't think the government will consider when they set the policy. 
The Consumer Council has urged the government to establish an independent regulator to oversee money lenders in Hong Kong. Its call follows a study by the council, which found that money lenders' marketing tactics and misleading claims have led to many young workers borrowing too much. The watchdog said the money lending market is growing rapidly, with the number of licensed money lenders standing at more than 2,200, three times higher than a decade ago. The council's chairman Paul Lam called for more regulations to protect consumers. We are not trying to pass any judgment on the right and wrong of borrowing money or carrying on money lenders' business. I mean, in a free society, a capitalist society, Hong Kong, we do recognise that money lendings play a legitimate and perhaps important role. But what we wish to emphasise is that a balance needs to be struck between carrying out these activities. Or borrowing monies on the one hand, and on the other hand, to ensure and enhance consumer prote-、uh, protection. A 62-year-old man has been arrested on suspicion of murdering his younger brother at a unit in Fife Street in Mong Kok. Police had received a report of fighting at around 10:30 last night. They found a 60-year-old man unconscious on the floor with chest injuries and a knife at the scene. The most senior Democrat in the U.S. Senate, Chuck Schumer, has called for the immediate release to the public of the whistleblower complaint that's led to impeachment proceedings against President Trump. The unnamed official raised concerns about a phone call between Mr. Trump and Ukraine's leader, in which the president asked his counterpart to investigate his Democratic rival, Joe Biden. From Washington, here's the BBC's David Willis. We know this whistleblower is a member of the intelligence community, and we're led to believe that the complaint that he filed relates not just to the telephone conversation between Messrs. Trump and Zelensky, but to other conversations as well. Tonight, members of Congress got to see the whistleblower's complaint, and members of both parties used words like troubling and disturbing. And there's a feeling that it it may take the Democrats' impeachment investigation into a different place. Opposition MPs in Britain have accused the Prime Minister Boris Johnson of using shocking, shameful, and dangerous language in a defiant return to the House of Commons. Mr. Johnson said the UK Supreme Court had been wrong to rule that he had broken the law by suspending Parliament. He then provoked anger by describing the law, which demands he asked for a Brexit extension as a surrender bill. A number of MPs suggested his words could be used to incite violence. Rory Stewart is a former leadership candidate who now sits as an independent. The dignity of the Prime Minister's office should not draw him into that kind of conversation. This is meant to be a country, and it's one of the reasons we're very proud of this country because we are moderate, we're reasonable, we're respectful people. And what's going wrong with this kind of language is it's whipping up demons that nobody should be whipping up. Israel's President Reuven Rivlin has asked Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to try to form a new government following last week's election, which ended in deadlock. Mr. Netanyahu immediately asked his main rival Benny Gantz to join him in a unity administration, but Mr. Gantz declined. He said he would not serve in a government whose leader was facing corruption charges. The International Monetary Fund has, for the first time, appointed a person from Eastern Europe to be its managing director. Kristalina Georgieva from Bulgaria was the sole candidate considered by the IMF to replace Christine Lagarde. Ms. Georgieva has previously held senior positions at the World Bank and the European Union. She said it was a huge responsibility. I assume my position fully aware of the challenges we face. Global economic growth continues to 
disappoint, trade tensions persist, and debt burdens are rising in many countries. And as we will soon discuss right here during the annual meetings, warning signs are flashing and we must be ready to be tested. Lawyers in the U.S. say the airline manufacturer Boeing has settled the first lawsuits with families of those killed when a Lion airplane crashed off Indonesia last year. The Boeing 737 MAX crashed killed 189 people. A law firm in Chicago said 11 cases had been settled. Media reports say the families will receive more than a million dollars each. Earlier this year, Boeing created a $100 million compensation fund for victims. And a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,995. That's 47 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $36 billion. And in currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 107.64 yen. The euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 9 cents. The pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 69 cents. And now to sports, here is Atom Jang. We start with Major League Baseball's playoff race. The Minnesota Twins have clinched the American League Central for the first time since 2010. A 5-1 win over Detroit, followed by defeat for their closest challengers. Cleveland sealed the division title with four games to spare. The Twins' 98 wins are their most since 1970. The Cleveland Indians are relegated to the race for a wildcard spot. They trailed the Tampa Bay Rays by one and a half games for the second American League wildcard card. Over in the National League, the Milwaukee Brewers are guaranteed a postseason berth following a 9-2 win over Cincinnati. The Brewers still have a shot at the NL Central title. Their gap with the leader St. Louis is down to one and a half games after the Cardinals lost 9-7 to Arizona. The Chicago Cubs are mathematically eliminated after losing 4-2 to Pittsburgh. On to football now. Real Madrid have taken top spot in Spain's La Liga, while Paris Saint-Germain remain first place in the French League despite losing at home. Details now from the BBC's Andy Barwell. Real Madrid went top of Spain's La Liga thanks to a 2-0 victory at home to Osasuna. They're a point ahead of city rivals Atletico, who defeated Mallorca 2-0 away. Athletic Bilbao were held 1-1 at Leganes. Valencia and Getafe drew 3-3. Paris Saint-Germain is still top of the French league on goal difference despite suffering a shock 2-0 defeat at home to Rem. Angers moved level on points. They had a 2-0 victory over Toulouse. West Ham United crashed out in the third round of the English League Cup after suffering a 4-0 defeat away to third-tier side Oxford United. West Ham boss Manuel Pellegrini says his team underestimated their opponents. Mentally, you are not uh, prepared to give 100% what you need to give in this game, in this kind of game because uh, the team that are from a level league, a level league, of course they do it in every ball. They they play all, all they give all what they can do it in defending and in attacking. Two other Premier League clubs have been ousted by lower league opposition. Bournemouth were beaten 2-0 at third-tier Burton Albion, while Sheffield United lost 1-0 at home to Sunderland. In an all-Premier League clash, Aston Villa were 3-1 winners at Brighton. 
Manchester United narrowly avoided one of the most embarrassing cup exits in their history. They were held one all at home by third-tier Rochdale. United only advanced 5-3 on penalties. Wolves also needed penalties to get past Reading after that game finished one all. Liverpool won 2-0 away to MK Dons. Chelsea thrashed fourth-tier Grimsby Town 7-1. Chelsea will face Manchester United in the last 16. Liverpool will be at home to Arsenal, while the holders Manchester City have been drawn at home to Southampton. And that's your look at sports. And that's the news from RTHK. A sunny morning. The smell of freshly baked pineapple buns. The ding-ding of a tram as we head to work. Neighbors laughing. The beguiling beauty of our harbor and skyline. This wonderful city has been built with the love and sweat of everyone. Treasure Hong Kong, our home. The government is conducting a public consultation on the 2019 policy address. Please share your views on different policy areas. We are willing to listen and engage. For details, please visit the website www.policyaddress.gov.hk